Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Keep fucking churning forward, crawling forward, fucking inching forward by your fingernails. It doesn't matter. Just keep going and it'll get better eventually. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm just in a fucking place where I'm, it doesn't matter how shitty it gets out here, how bad. If it takes me a hundred fucking days, I never fucking stop. I'll get there eventually. Day one. <sighs> Tough going. I think the minute you stand still is the minute you're dead. Day two, um, 48 hours done now. Uh, three full days down, 72 hours in. Four full days in and I wanted to get Day five, uh, or five days done, sorry, going into day six now. Maybe it's been bred into me, but I've always had a, a curiosity to, to explore the world. Day 56, eight weeks, done and dusted. Mood is good, spirits are high. Day 43, done and dusted actually. Day 32, done and dusted. Anything and everything is, is achievable. Yeah, this is going to be fucking epic, man. This is only 24 hours in, and um, yeah, it's tough. My name is Damien Brown, and welcome to Deep Roots. We all live by a unique set of values that govern our behavior. Or hierarchy of values and they come from what we perceive to be missing in our lives so they come from voids in our lives so value and voids when I reflect on my own behavior from the day I was 17 uh, to where I am now in particular the last five years um, I've been on a mission to fill in, to, to improve myself, to get better. That's been my whole drive when I look at it. Um, and to do that, you have to focus on holes or weaknesses and fill them in. Over the course of my rugby career, probably the thing that held me back most was my inconsistency. And that didn't stem, or that stemmed from, I was going to say that didn't stem from anywhere else. So that stemmed from my head. I just didn't know how to control my thoughts. I didn't, I didn't have any framework. I didn't have any processes. I didn't know, I didn't understand. I didn't have the self-awareness to self-regulate or witness and um, self-regulate what was going on in there. It was just a, 
a mixture of like uh you know i imagine <laughs> like uh, uh maybe some other people can uh relate to this analogy with like a bag of fucking frogs like just jumping here there and everywhere tangents of thoughts and you know insecurities and um and dreams and ambitions and uh, negative self-talk all over the shop right and that led to this inconsistency in performance look because sometimes i would hit on um a thought let's say a thought or some sort of positive self-talk or some um uh, positive imagery in my mind and that would be able to propel me into having a good game uh, or would at least play a role in it and in other weeks um you know say the next week the opposite could happen i could hit on some sort of negative thought or get into some sort of rush based on who knows what let's say a um let's say some sort of fear induced um uh, mindset and you'd have uh, a poor performance and you know of course i'm talking over 16 years here so i'm I'm, this is a huge overarching thing but generally i was inconsistent um because i had lack of control within my mind right it was like it was that bag of frogs going all sides okay it probably improved a little bit towards the end of my career when i started to kind of um become more self-aware and also um you know from my kind of intention to be always getting better and improving from a desire to to figure out this thing and to uncover this hole or not only uncover it sorry fill it in you know become um somebody who has more control over their uh, mind so in the last five years again on reflection i see a huge um, amount of energy been put into learning to control my mind and not only and through that huge energy i mean a may like just huge strides been made in that area you know to the extent where i've uh, formed my own models like uh, deep learning framework and all around my training to get the most out of that so some of that is mental and then of course um, the four controllables which is a huge part of my mental game and what i've discovered fills that perceived void or chases that prioritized value is a body first method so that means i train my mind through my body i do that by placing my body in states of stress and learning how to deal with the reaction that physical stress has on my mind so if we look at that in a kind of i don't know in a a real scenario okay you are doing you are uh, let's say um, we're on a airdyne bike or maybe you're on a treadmill and you're doing some sort of intervals and and fatigue starts to hit well the minute that fatigue hits your nervous system your mind has a reaction to that physically felt sensation and it is usually a negative reaction because you are wired to protect yourself right so so the fatigue might bring i don't know it might bring some sort of doubt it might bring you know am i going to be able to keep this pace for whatever whatever your interval is say of another 90 seconds left or 20 seconds left or it might be some sort of level of panic if the you know if the physical sensation let's say it is one of extreme discomfort you're able to push into that sort of state 
in uh, in your interval training or whatever, um, you will have an equal reaction in your mind. It won't be a good one. It'll be like a panic or a chaos or uh, like a, a, a harsh doubting weakness that you're going to be able to continue. So in between that stimulus, in between that stimulus and response, you have the freedom to choose. Always. It doesn't matter. Now, saying that and doing that are very, 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 very different things, particularly when we are talking about a physical reaction, when your body is, I don't know, hyperventilating, when, you know, your heart rate is pounding, when there's lactic acid coursing through your musculature and you have all that to deal with and then trying to choose, then choosing the positive response to continue is very, very, very difficult. This has to be practiced. This has to be felt. This has to be learned to uh, become come through it, to push through it. Um, and what I've discovered is that it's ne- it never gets easier. You just get better at dealing with it by recognizing it earlier and then having certain um, uh processes or methods to help you get through that little period of that that whatever it might be nanosecond millisecond split second between the stimulus hitting and you having to choose your response to that stimulus this is this part of my um mental strength or mental preparation is the biggest part like this is this is not the foundation the first level the second level of the house this is this is it basically like having lived continually lived these experiences by through your own training um for me that is how you prepare your mind that been said i have and like that is, I pin my hat to that, you know, I I said it before in a video I did for my Patreon around mental strength and conditioning. I love the quote by Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until they're punched in the face because for me, that is mental strength when you get that um, shock of panic and chaos and you have to deal with it through a physical reaction and you have to learn you have to be prepared to deal with it in your mind and if you have not lived that experience time and time again over and over if you haven't practiced coming through if you haven't felt that experience and practice coming through it you're not going to be ready for it you know, and there's there's other ways to prepare your mind and, and you know, grow uh, elements of mental strength and resilience that are really important for this, like self-awareness, you know, being aware of what you are saying to yourself, being able to recognize that. But um, how good are they going to be to you when you get the punch in the face? How good is your meditation going to be? How good is your mindfulness going to be? How good is your journaling going to be for you? The day the opponent swings hard and rings your bell. What's your reaction going to be like then when you have that physical lived through your nervous system? I really like from my experience those things will be unreliable when you get the uppercut to the jaw. But this, this body first method, learning true practicing by placing your body in states of stress and learning how to deal with your mind in those states of stress, physical stress, and how it reacts to the physical stress is paramount for any mental strength and learning to choose positively. That's what I use the four controllables for, of course. So that is that is the body of my 
method and like i said about i reckon roughly it's about 80 percent there's two 10 percenters that i add to that so basically my my mental preparation has three parts three elements you have that that body first method that is practiced in weeks in cycles in programs in the whole thing over and over again it's by placing your mind into those body into those places reaction of the mind and choosing um the learning to choose how to get through them right uh so that's that's the bread and butter that's the huge body of it and then there's two other things i really like to do that i've also discovered help me hugely the first 10 percenter is visualization um this is something i talked about in oh, i can't remember what episode but the double capsize day and how it helped me there and uh the last 10 percenter is um affirmations so i see these two so I see the first, the body first method as internal. So that is like, it's it's lived through a physical experience. Um, and these two, I call them external training, um, external mental training. So visualization and affirmations. Affirmations um, would have played along with visualization and along with body first mentality, a big role in um my preparation for rowing the Atlantic and they also played a big role in day 53. So welcome back to Deep Roots, welcome to day 53. Have a listen. somewhere in the middle of day 53 I just wanted to come on here for my own kind of uh, memories really and uh, um, just talk about a few things that have gone through my head because there's been a lot, a lot going through my head it's been a, probably the most challenging day I've had in, in weeks um, basically conditions are good they're east east northeast um, uh, 15 to 20 knots so um i should be happy i should be flying along but um i'm the opposite i'm absolutely battling my heart out um internally and externally uh because uh because of steering basically you know i have no way to steer the boat in uh, in this condition so um i have to use the oars so one of the oars is kind of nearly always in the water for steering so you can't i never get two oars in the water uh, uh and if i do it's only for about three strokes and then i'm kind of kicked out or pushed out to kind of between i don't know 240 degrees or 330 degrees so it's unbelievably frustrating like because i get like five or six days in advance the weather and it changes a lot but basically you see um what's coming and uh you um you're encouraged because you see that these are the conditions you want um and you can't wait and they're here and then you're like yes can make some good mileage now today and numbers start coming into your head and you're completely outcome orientated and focused and um thinking about oh what if i do this it'll take so much off my fucking uh, arrival time and but yeah um and then you get hit with a ton of bricks when you realize that uh these may be good for normal ocean rowing but for you right now they're fucking terrible so uh um so you kind of get the double whammy there and you get a bit negative and uh so i've been fighting with myself all day i get negative then i'm like trying to re revert back to positive mindset and uh i did some fucking cool shit earlier man i was fucking roaring like proper um proper with proper feeling you know um some of my affirmations like i'm unbreakable i'm unstoppable i'm um i will never ever ever give up um uh what was the other one uh nothing will stop me crossing this ocean i'm powerful beyond belief uh i'm too strong there's a lot of fucks in there as well and um i think when you have that like uh 
you know, when you have the visualization and you have that frequency of feeling with those affirmations, man, they are so fucking powerful. And the buzz you get off them is just fucking amazing. Like, so uh, completely, uh, like everything else is quiet all of a sudden. But not just not just your mind, but like in your thoughts. But uh, the, the ocean seems quieter. The flags seem to flutter less. And... Um, it's like you're back in control or you're in this powerful position so i suppose that was the main thing i wanted to really talk about and um uh, another one i use is like images of uh the finish and what i've seen other people go through and uh what i imagine um i will uh see with my friends so i find them really really powerful as well um you know emotional uh, and um brings a lot of uh energy and drive you know so so things like that are good when you're having a real challenging day but like i think that the the overall team is just to fucking never give up no matter how hard it is no matter how challenging it is like i'm going slow as fuck i'll probably get 30 miles in the day it'll probably set me back a day to get into antigua but i i just keep saying never fucking give up it doesn't matter just keep driving forward never ever 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 fucking give up too many people give up in life and that means that's for everything never fucking settle never give up in all parts of your life keep fucking going it doesn't matter just keep fucking going no matter how hard it gets keep fucking churning forward crawling forward fucking inching forward by your fingernails it doesn't matter just keep going and it'll get better eventually uh, and that's that's where i'm at right now i'm i'm just in a fucking place where i'm no matter how shitty it gets out here, how bad if it takes me a hundred fucking days. I never fucking stop. I'll get there eventually. I use that video in every talk I do. I just feel there's so much in it for people. There's so much takeaway and there's so much value, and there might even be a little bit of inspiration. I don't know. Um, but it is it is my favorite video and it's one i've used from you know big corporates to believe it or not i once used it in a national school um with a uh, a warning but it's real it's real and that's what i'm interested in i'm interested in real i'm interested in uncovering what is real and and that to me is a real and raw um experience that i was going through in that moment and you know it was it was captured and i i love sharing it i love sharing it for that i don't think there's enough of that uh, and i love the message never give up i still believe that now and I'm, i believe it till the end of the as cliche as it is i'll believe it till the day they put me in the ground um too many people give up in life too many people are dead before they die That is a message that I will continue to, well, it's a, it's a philosophy I will continue to try to embody. And it's a message I will continue to share as long as, I'm not going to just beating it at any day, but, uh, you know, in moments like this where it's really felt and lived and experienced, well, I'll, I will happily share that. And then um, because of the affirmations, um, you know, because that's a part of my mental prep, I love to, that's a valuable takeaway for people to hear. And um, and this was a day where they actually came to help me, not in their traditional way. So an affirmation is a statement you say to yourself to create change normally an affirmation would be done far from the competition it would it is um it is basically a way to rewire your mind to reprogram your subconscious by repeating a positive mantra or statement to yourself over and over again through a process which i'll get to uh, a three-step process so uh, the way I like to think of affirmations, 
a good way to explain it is so we go to the gym and we do resistance training so sets and reps of resistance training to strengthen our musculature well an affirmation is like a sets and reps for the mind you do affirmations to strengthen your mind that's why they are repeated over and over again i believe um, in hindu uh, philosophy their prayer beads are 108 beads and that's for um that's for practicing affirmations they like to do them 108 times so on day 53 here i was using them kind of what you might deem out of context but i use them in my mental preparation so in my mental prep i like to peak uh, my visualization and my affirmation work the say at the same time as i'm peaking physically so i don't do these all year round well, i kind of use visualization all year round but i'm not using so visualization of the competition of the event of the expedition of the challenge i'm coming up of what i'm preparing for so i like to peak that visualization and the affirmations at the same time so that means basically in the last three four three two one weeks before it's about to happen i'm doing a lot of work in that area a lot of visualization a lot of affirmations here on day 53 i was doing them in the middle of the event but um it was just something that came up and it was something I relied on and it was something that worked really, really well. You know, I think you guys could, you could sense the change in state. I hope you could anyway from that audio. It's very um, evident. You know, this, this, um, that video you just listened to, the audio of that video you just listened to was, was not taken that long after day 52. So if you remember the turn, I, I make these, the, the daily videos at the turn of the day, which is 1 p.m. for me, because I started at 1 p.m. back in Lagomera. So I count from there. So I made that day 52 video at 1 p.m. And I think this one was probably only made about four or five hours later. So that's why there was quite a bit of regurgitation in what was happening, what I was talking about, the, you know, the weather forecast and then the conditions and thinking and expecting them to be a certain way and have a certain effect on the boat and then not having that effect and, you know, what that did to me and then just fighting through the conditions um, which were on top of the failed expectation were also very difficult anyway so i ended up using these affirmations um, not long after that and they were a complete game state changer you know by the end of it i was just I was on a different buzz altogether. I was talking about not giving up and, you know, if it took me a hundred fucking days. So, you know, maybe you could, maybe you could feel the, the benefit there in them, the, um, the power in them. Cause there's something I really like to use anyway. So there's a process for affirmations, right? A three-step process to do them well. The first step for any good affirmation is, or any, um, beneficial affirmation is a concise choice of positive words so that means it has to be a nice concise sentence positive um obviously this is all you know it does what it says on the tin right concise choice of positive words so some classic uh, affirmations would be i am happy i am confident i am love People say, I've read that you should always start an affirmation with I, I am, I, whatever. Honestly, I, I haven't found that to be the case. I've, some of the affirmations I use, actually one of the most valuable affirmations I used in prayer, prayer pre preparing for the Atlantic was, um, nothing will stop me rowing the Atlantic. Nothing will stop me rowing this ocean. Uh, so that's the first step, a concise choice of positive words. So like words on their own repeated, they're never going to reprogram your subconscious. There's just, you need more uh, information. You know, your mind needs more. Like, I am confident. What is that? Like, if you say that to yourself, it's not going to make you confident. 
So step two is a clear visualization. So let's take my concise choice of positive words. Nothing will stop me rowing this ocean. And this was, like I said, this came up while I was out there, came up on day 53. What was my clear visualization to go with that concise choice of positive words? So what was happening to me is I was coming very kind of tunnel vision because I was only seeing this one um, view all day, right? Which was cabin hatch, water each side, maybe the oars going in the water, you know, waves, sky. And that was it. You know, I, I was I was kind of I was my my own imagination had become patterned to just that one view. So to break that, along with this concise choice of positive words, nothing will stop me around the Atlantic or this ocean, I had to change my perspective. So the clear visualization I use for that is, I used to imagine like a little Cessna plane flying over the top of the Atlantic and somebody looking out the kind of window and seeing this tiny ocean rowing boat in this vast ocean and on that ocean rowing boat this one person striving away trying to achieve something extraordinary and with that clear visualization like I just completely it was a perspective changer you know I was finally in my mind's eye I was seeing something different using the powers of my imagination or visualization so that was so that's step two is a clear visualization so in your own affirmations you can go back to kind of you can feel free to go back to the episode on visualization because i talk a lot about the different views first person third person filling the picture with as much um color and senses as you can And that leads nicely into the third element and the one that is probably lesser known or lesser activated, which is a corresponding feeling. So feeling is emotion and emotion is energy. And that's what I needed at this point. I needed a shift of energy. And that's what I got through the affirmation. So if we take the two previous elements, a concise choice of positive words, nothing will stop me crossing this ocean. And then a clear visualization of that, what that meant to me, that visualization. So uh, the plane, the guy looking out the corner, the little port window on the plane, seeing this little boat ocean rowing boat this vast ocean and this one guy striving away so what was the what was the feeling the corresponding feeling that i was trying to link to those two first steps well it was one of of strength of empowerment of power of determination of defiance against this challenge of um perseverance of unbreakability unstoppability just this force of nature trying to achieve something so so that's the feeling i was trying to induce into the imagery and into the mantra or the affirmation and in this case uh, in the middle of the ocean on day 53 I had hit on that feeling by roaring my defiance at the ocean of fighting the ocean through the meaning behind those words you know by just blurting out these affirmations at the kind of most guttural, passionate, primal level I could uh, muster what they, like the real meaning behind the the whole uh, row 
and its importance to me using all that emotion and uh roaring it at the ocean in a almost in a fight you know oh fucking come on so you <laughs> see you next tuesday and and that linked that linked that that like that physical act of shouting of roaring um linked the the feeling the corresponding feeling i was looking for um this is unusual and this is obviously not uh, the practice i am uh advocating anyone use here uh it's just i just wanted to kind of make the remark that this was how um, i linked it up in this moment because this third step is actually a difficult step to link in or it's one anyway i have found difficult in my own practice it's a skill and it's uh, a skill i am continuing to learn and i don't sometimes i I really struggle to make that link you know between the corresponding feeling and the first two steps the uh, concise choice of positive words and the clear visualization but in this case it clearly um, and evidently worked for me but um in you know how i normally practice my affirmations just during my morning routine sitting quietly saying them to myself uh, repeating them to myself and trying to uh, induce you know from past experience the corresponding feeling with the affirmation that uh, i'm you know that i've lived before and i know what frequency emotions work on frequencies you know so um you know anger and love and some are lower some of these when you say it's like a, a low frequency emotion or a high frequency emotion so it's just trying to link that frequency that of vibration that emotions work on inside us with the first two steps and it's difficult you know i um all to me anyway it's difficult but like when you do hit on it when you when you nail the three steps it's a yeah it's a really really um, powerful mental tool and it's um it's something that is worth time and effort and consistency of practice because it's inevitable on expeditions during these extreme challenges that the doubt is coming the mental discomfort is coming the quit brought on you know back to where i started this episode brought on by the physical reactions the stressful reactions to the physical undertaking well the doubt is coming the chaos is coming the panic is coming in your mind and having programmed your mind with these affirmations is an incredible support to the work done in the gym you know in the conditioning sessions the the body first method the body first uh, work that has been done that lived experience through your nervous system like i said having programmed your mind using these affirmations it helps you in that moment between stimulus and response so when the panic hits it helps you choose the right decision for you and who knows the difference that could make um, when the time arrives so that is the process i use to practice affirmations and affirmations do play a part they are one of three parts to my mental preparation so just a quick recap because i know there's a lot in that so it's it's a three-step process the first step is a concise choice of positive words the second step is a clear visualization so uh, using all five senses using the powers of your imagination filling in as much color into that uh, visualization and seeing what you are saying and then the last step step three is correspondent feeling so linking 
the feeling, the frequency of feeling you want to, um, or linking the frequency of feeling that you are looking for through the affirmation, the words, through the mental imagery, the visualization. So whatever that may be, maybe it's one of confidence or motivation or inspiration or like my one was like defiance and strength and empowerment so linking whatever frequency that emotion that feeling that emotion works on linking that with the the two previous steps so um plays a part in my mental prep and on this day day 53 it uh, it helped a lot in um in a kind of unusual way for an affirmation but listen you you find a way don't you <laughs> to get overcome these these moments and it worked very well for me it, it uh, completely changed my state um so like i said this video was made at the start of day 53 so fast forward to the next day one o'clock Here's the daily review for day 53. This is the longest daily, this is the longest video I made on the ocean. So, uh, and there's mountains of stuff in it. I will see what, um, what uh, kind of time I've left in this recording i will see uh what i can hit on afterwards and we're just going to do this one day today day 53 so enjoy day 53 now done and dusted um, very challenging day um, especially yesterday's portion sorts of things so um, I got 40 miles out of the day um, I feel completely undeserving of 40 miles considering what I've had to put in to get 40 miles before um, compared to what I put in yesterday um, yeah like I said just uh, don't feel like I, um, I, I deserve those miles but uh, of course I'll take them I'll bite your hand off anyone's hand off for 40 miles uh, the reason why is because I slept 11 hours <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I kind of personally questions everything I think it's a real healthy thing to do and uh, you know I I question did I um, did I give in a little bit uh, sleeping for 11 hours last night because um, you know I, I had set my alarm for 2 to get up to rope between 2 and 4 this kind of uh, you only bit of dry dryness on the boat sanctuary and you look outside and it's howling and the waves are massive and it's wet and it's just easy to just go and I did that again at six and at eight uh, and I finally got up around nine and rode and uh, the boat had been obviously trucking along all night you know I was very aware of that so I was happy all with that And yeah, I just got stuck in, you know, uh, kept the same line, the boat was going all day, so around 300 degrees, and, um, and somehow got a 9 or 10 miles this morning, and um, yeah, the ocean. Uh, so 40 it is, and that's kind of what I need, or what I'm kind of calculating by uh, day 16th. Um, I'm thinking there's a book in this. I'm thinking a lot about it couple of days and you know, I've been through so much um, and the kind of closer I get to Antigua the more I kind of almost relax my mindset like um, away from uh, that. I, I suppose I let myself see how hard it is you know I'll never forget something is, uh, is hard because then it comes, it comes hard you know you're, you're you're telling yourself it's terrible guess what it's going to be fucking hard so I'm of that mindset that I, I will never admit something to very hard, but now that I, you know, I'm 50 
as I faced along the way and uh, we continued to face to the end, you know, especially the psychological ones. Um, it's a pretty immense thing to go through. Um, so uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna try and try and write a book about it. Um, God loves a trier, so let's see. into it a bit more maybe documented a bit more at the start but the reality was man it was, it was such a it was such a roller coaster at the start I didn't know my arse on my elbow never mind sitting down writing a few notes after every uh every evening or whatever i was just glad to get into the, the sanctuary the cabin so um yeah so that's uh that's something that i'll have to kind of deal with but uh i'd really like to be as kind of you know just be as honest as Just a mind fuck at the later on and later stage you're like trying to make 
silence talking bullshit. So there's so much to unpack in that um, eight minutes and I, you know, listening back to it, I do not believe much of it was bullshit, if any of it. Um, The book never happened. (laughs) I did try. Um, Probably a week a weak attempt uh, in hindsight I still have the the notes and the, the pages I wrote and um, you know I I love books I've had this kind of um, you know, some things you find in your life that you just know are a good fit for you and you're going to do them for the rest of your life like I've talked before in the past about you know sea swimming and uh, been one of those things for me and training of course and travel and reading books um, physical books you know um, is another one of those so I've huge respect for them they've brought a lot to my life and um, you know when I do like as one of my life goals is you know to write a book at least you know I really and I the way I see that working for me, the, the vision with that is that it'll be a kind of auto, autobiographical um, to start, and then you know I'll probably go into. Uh, I, I see myself writing more than one book, but I really want to start with something um, something powerful and authentic and you know my my life to this point has not been straightforward you know I've had lots of avenues and mistakes I've made and I would want to share all of those when I feel strong enough when I feel ready enough I would want to share all of those warts and all you know to kind of um to as an explanation of where I've got to um now in my life or you know uh, and learning from those and to be honest I'm I'm not ready to do that but I will I know I will be ready and and when that is I want that to be my first book and then after that we will we will see we'll we'll talk about it so um yeah so I don't uh, a book about just rowing the Atlantic although there's merit in that and you know I think it'd be a great book um it'll probably be a chapter in uh that book I just talked about you know my life until that point whenever I write that uh whenever I feel ready for it um I actually had a somebody message me saying that they listened to this podcast with their um I think their 13 year old they were saying and um, they think I should write a children's book about it. So that's something I actually um, have considered just since they said it and and more recently um, as a project that I think is a great idea and I'd love to do that. And, and, um, you know, if I, I, yeah, I'm not committed to it, but I'm thinking I probably will, uh, which I think would be cool. So there's there's a load in that video and, probably too much to go into there's definitely too much i mean you could do a whole bloody another episode on that and i'm not going to uh because um uh, i think one episode one full episode on one day is plenty well there's a couple of things i want to talk about so um the undeserving been undeserving of the 40 miles and how that came up um, because the boat chugged along overnight you know and I uh, to that point you know I had been working really hard and getting up in the kind of early hours of the morning and getting out on the oars and putting in that extra bit to get those 40 miles and, and this night I didn't do that so you know there was some conditions from time to time they came where the boat like would actually do decent speeds while you weren't rowing like you're talking over two knots you know the odd time would actually even hit on three knots you know when you think i my average speed for the whole crossing i believe was one point either 1.3 or 1.7 knots i can't remember um you know if you were sitting in the cabin and you see on the gps that the boat is doing three knots you are like ecstatic going holy fuck I was very very rare but obviously this night it was chugging along nicely and I was um 
and I got up at two and looked out and said, not a fucking hope. Am I going out into that maelstrom of conditions and went back to bed and then I did it again at six and eight. Basically, I fell down around the parameters I had set myself. You know, I, I didn't have the discipline. I know we've talked about this before, but that that's really, really important to me that I, I do have the discipline around parameters that I set for myself because they are boundaries for the mind and you know if we go back right back to the start of this episode that's what i'm that's the void i'm trying to fill you know that's the value the prioritized value i'm trying to grow and trying to um bring more of into my life that something is very important to me so when i'm letting my mind uh, run that like overpower the you know choose outside the boundaries you know when i don't have the discipline around that well then i can't learn and then i can't grow and basically that my mind is in control not me i know that sounds weird because they both are me but there is a fight there all the time between me and me so one side of me is winning that fight the side i don't want to be winning the one that is looking for easy looking for lazy looking for uh, instant gratification looking for a way out looking for to avoid hard i'm not interested in that guy that guy doesn't serve me doesn't bring me anything he can fuck off you know um i'm interested in hard i'm interested in being able to control myself push myself into hard situations and control myself during those situations that's where i learn that's where i grow and that's where i fill the void i become fulfilled so because i'm hitting on that value of huge that has huge importance you know yeah so that was day 53 like i said loads in it did i give in a little bit another very interesting point and yeah that's i suppose that's what i just talked about but i i did yeah so it's quite it's a quite a contrast from you know less than 24 hours before that where i was saying i'll never ever fucking give in and then that night i gave in a little bit but um the bigger picture i definitely wasn't gonna um i wasn't gonna give in and i am quickly running out of time with this episode so what i'm gonna do is finish it there and call it a night and thank you again for listening as always i hope you're enjoying the story if you'd like to support the show you know the usual um subscribe leave a review loads of new reviews coming in thank you very much um rate it and yeah join the patreon community you know for the price of an overpriced coffee um you can uh, get some extra bonuses on there and obviously you support the show and the, the continued production of it which is you know, hugely appreciated and um any questions there's a couple of questions came in this week so we're definitely going to do a I must have five or six now for a new episode, a new Q&A. So we'll do that in the next couple of weeks. So any more questions, get them into me through my personal Instagram or through the Deep Roots podcast Instagram. And keep striving for more from yourselves. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 